Hey everyone, Jamal here. You know I love to give you a heads up before our episodes. So our guest today is Nick, spelled N-I-K. She goes by Nick, but just to let you know, Seth's not being shady. It's actually Nick. We were having a nice little chat about her name before we hit record. So enjoy our guest. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, hey everyone, and thanks for coming. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. And this week we have a special guest. Hey y'all, it's Nick from Black Girls Do Stuff Too. Yes. Oh <laughs> This has been the collab that has probably been in the making for at least a year, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) We finally made it happen because, of course, today is our Thanksgiving special. We do this every year, and we always like to have a guest on it. And this year, I feel like we've really outdone ourselves because we have a professional uh, chef, I guess you would say, (laughs) influencer, um food blogger beautiful woman professional hottie yeah thank you thanks (laughs) we should have got a list of akas right i know i'm trying to get i'm trying to build up you know build up this intro here but um (laughs) but yeah why don't before we get too into it why don't we just let neat kind of um uh just tell the listeners a little bit about herself so that uh, they kind of know where she's coming from. Okay. So as I mentioned, I am one half of the Black Girls Do Stuff 2 podcast, where we cover pretty much everything pop culture from the Black girl perspective. Um, but on the side, I am a food blogger. for uh, My blog is called LizzieAngel.com. And I pretty much cover all sorts of dishes, but it started out because of my journey to lose over 100 pounds and kind of help people eat good food that doesn't like taste terrible and is also good for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. Nice. <laughs> She's keeping the people from dishes that taste like plastic and cardboard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or like you don't have to eat unseasoned chicken breast and steamed broccoli every night to lose weight. Like, that's you know, right. like people will meal prep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little shade there. That's so true, though. <laughs> yes. And they do a uh, Neek does a lot of, um, uh keto recipes so mm-hmm. that's really exciting uh because you know jamal and stoney are keto yes we do our best over here and of course i um bought um nick's cookbook i had to um and i do plan oh, on you. making some things <laughs> out of there i made the sauce one night i just didn't put that on instagram because i didn't make it as pretty as hers but it tasted <laughs> good <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes you just have to have a test run. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing I did learn from watching your channels. You got to do the test run to get the right like balance of everything and in flavors and consistencies and that sort of thing. That's Yeah, right. it's it's definitely one of those things where like, you know, I I not to bash anybody, that's not what I'm doing, but some people will put recipes up and not test them. So it's hard for other people to recreate them. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have to kind of run through it because you have to cook for the person who has the least amount of, or write for the person who has the least amount of cooking skills yeah. so that they can follow a recipe, you know? We appreciate yeah, that's like that. me. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that because I'm, I'm good at eggs. <laughs> yeah. If there's a recipe, I'm pretty good at following the recipe. But as far as just like knowing like how to cook, cooking techniques and stuff off the top of my head no i don't know Mm -hmm. that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it comes with practice (laughs) that's right definitely how did you get into cooking nick um so i've been cooking pretty much since i could stand like uh i come from a cooking family my mom's whole side of the family they're really good cooks my grandma was a great cook and um some of my aunts on that side also and so Um, I was a latchkey kid, and so my mom taught me how to make eggs, like, pretty much in kindergarten. Uh, It was like, you need to be mm -hmm. able to make breakfast. If you don't want cereal, here's eggs. Mm -hmm. And then I was tall, and by the time I was eight, I was taller than my mom. So I've been at the stove since that age making, like, full meals. Okay. Yeah, starting (laughs) them young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
is are there any recipes that were passed down from like through the family that you still cook and are like staples yeah so biscuits is one my big mama um who's my mom's mom she to this day makes a couple biscuits every morning she had 10 children so it was easy. It was cheap. You know, you make some biscuits and they eat them at breakfast, eat them um, at dinner. So I make those and now I've started doing my own spin on them as well. And um, on my grandmother's side, we actually eat a lot of uh, German and Irish dishes. So sauerkraut and pork is a big one. And uh-huh. since it's like multicultural, we have ribs, which I think represents like the black side. <laughs> yes, sauerkraut, which represents like the <laughs> European side. So we like mix that together. And that's like a go-to for our family. I love that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw you made those sweet potato biscuits that look mm-hmm. like so dang good. <laughs> <laughs> they are so good. Like I ate one for breakfast this morning. They are a bomb. <laughs> Everybody should make those. <laughs> yes. What I also appreciate about um, LizzieAngel.com, um, Nick's blog, is that while she has a lot of keto recipes, if they're not keto, it's all kind of focused around real food, which we're big supporters mm-hmm. of. Like... If it's not Mm -hmm. from scratch, she's showing you what good replacements you can use. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I always want the focus to be just realistically, like sometimes it's hard to follow a diet 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I really believe in balance. So, you know, majority of your time, yeah, be strict with yourself, but give yourself grace, you know? And so it's something for everyone and making sure that you use whole ingredients, as you said. Yeah, totally. I saw um, that I don't know if this is new or you can let me know, but I saw you've been using a lot of plant based foods. So I was wondering if that's something new for you and if you can kind of give us any insights on the benefits to using plant based food. Yeah. um, So it's not really new because I'm, I'm a big vegetable person. I actually prefer vegetable over everything else. And I don't really do fruit. Like you guys have seen me struggle on my Instagram stories <laughs> oh, yeah. eating fruit. Yes. But um, <laughs> but plant based, I've been doing more. So for about eighteen months, I was completely meatless, um, and very low dairy, and um, I I felt a difference in my body. But during the pandemic and coming home and not going to the grocery store myself, I just had to eat what was in the house, mm-hmm. and so um, I went back to eating meat. Um, not as much as I did before, but I still eat it. So when I was approached by Hungry Root to try their services out, I started, they are all plant-based or um, sustainably sourced uh, animal-based products. And so I got that more into my diet and the food is so good and I'm able to create recipes with it. I can make sure that I'm not like over consuming animal products. Mm -hmm. So I still want to watch my carbon footprint. So, you know, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. We need more people like you out there that actually um, try. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Most of us are like, Nasus, I'm just going to heat up this Hot Pocket. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm doing all of this. And if the world just catches on fire, I'm roasting a steak on it as I go down. Like, it's so. Here's my apocalypse cooking video. Listen, (laughs) put it on a t shirt. Oh my gosh. And that's the other great thing about your cooking site is that a lot of times you'll just use whatever is in the house. So that's really relatable, I'm sure, for a lot of people listening because sometimes you just don't want to go grocery shopping. Sometimes it's just like, what do I have? And and so I think that's really interesting to watch you kind of like take like what seem like random things, but make like an actual meal out of it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's one of the things that was a challenge to myself is, you know, I love the grocery store. So I'm like, oops, I don't have one pepper. I need to go grocery shopping. So uh-huh. like it was to not spend as much money just buying things and creating a lot of food waste um, because there's a lot of people who don't have. Right. And so mm-hmm. like if I'm just throwing things out because I haven't used it, that's selfish of me. And so my challenge for 2020 was to really focus on using what I have in the house before going to the grocery store. Like if I have to go, sure. But if there's stuff there, just make something with it. Totally. We love that. Any chance to be creative too. So think Mm -hmm. outside the box people. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I know kind of going back to a little bit what you said before about um, the, you know, eating a lot of the German and the Irish um, foods. I know that you spent quite a bit of time living in Europe and I was wondering how that influenced your relationship with food and cooking oh that's such a good one uh so in a couple ways i I lived in marseille france 
And um, Marseille, when people think France, they think of kind of one certain type of France. But mm-hmm. Marseille is way more Mediterranean and it has a uh, really big mixing pot. It has a lot of Turkish influence, a lot of North African influence. Mm-hmm. And so I was introduced to a lot of different flavors that I didn't typically go for. So like um, sumac became kind of my favorite spice. It's that thing that it's a spice that adds lemony flavor, but it's not lemon. So if you try to use lemon, it doesn't taste the same. But then you use sumac and you're like, oh, this is what I've been missing my whole Damn. life. So yeah. I use that in so much now. And um, also the way that I ate. So over here, you know, you have to be way more conscious about what you're eating. and People measure out portions and all this. And over there, it was just kind of like, I think I'll have wine and cheese and bread for dinner three nights a week. But because I walk so much. I'm not putting on weight. So then it just taught me, you know, just to get more active and you don't have to be so pinned on like eating a thousand calories a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like enjoy your food, but be active. Mm-hmm. Totally. Man. Definitely. Very cool. Um, well, I guess we are here sort of to talk about Thanksgiving. So now we kind of, you know, know a lot more about Neek. So you can, <laughs> you know, take. I don't know, ramble, rambling here. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, sorry, that, that thought just didn't pan out. Um, it is the weekend, so, Queen, it's fine. <laughs> I wish I could say the turn up is real, but it's it's not. I'm drinking a cappuccino. <laughs> I think I'm the only one having an actual daytime cocktail. I'm jealous. Ooh, so tempting. We're usually having drinks. It's just today I was like... I don't know. I'm trying to be like really good before Thanksgiving so I can like okay, enjoy okay. like that day basically. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> yes. So let's switch over to some Thanksgiving talk. I'm sure you guys are all, you know, maybe listening, sitting around with your uh, family that, you know, maybe you don't <laughs> like a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you're you know, listening there's... to this podcast, pretending to listen to them, but you're listening to us yeah. instead. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a couple of them there that won't wear a face mask. Um... <laughs> Kick them out. Yeah, Kick get out, out of the out house. Of the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so what are some Thanksgiving traditions for you, Neat? So Thanksgiving traditions for me, cooking. Um so I've been in the kitchen helping with Thanksgiving since I was very young. You kind of you have to do something if you're peeling potatoes, mm-hmm. if you are like shucking peas, like whatever you're doing. And we're country, like my mom's from North Carolina, so <laughs> it, like you're you're doing like real stuff, like popping green beans, like you know taking the ends off, whatever. Oh yeah. So um, I think just cooking is like a big thing, but now it's become like certain dishes. So. Um, like the sweet potato biscuits are actually something my brother loves. And so I make those because the next day we eat, we eat them on Thanksgiving, but the next day we make breakfast sandwiches with them. So yes, like like that is like, you know, that, and then, um, just trying something new to sneak in on the family. That's my own personal tradition. So each year I make like a different dish to just sneak on the table and see if people go for it. (laughs) If they do, See, that's good, though, because you're the relative I would want. I'd be excited to try the mystery dish. You wouldn't be like mm-hmm. us like five years ago, bringing dry, low carb cookies. To the table. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it would make me want to go to like Thanksgiving with family. I'm like, what's the mystery dish? Just year? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think people are like kind of into it now because they're like, OK, well, what did you do this year? And then you're like, boom, because sweet potato biscuits started out as a mystery dish. OK. And now it's a staple, oh. you know. <laughs> Look at that trend setting at the table. Exactly. You know, that's what I do. Well, plus, you know, whatever, whatever you bring is going to taste bomb. So it's like, you know, they know they're going to like whatever you make. Yes. Except my mom. My mom's a tough critic. So that's the one you have to win over. Ooh. My mom. She's the Siskel and Ebert she of the is. group. She's like, if she gives you like a, hmm. That means it's good. If she says nothing, then like oh, don't bring it back no. next year. Like, oh no, this is like full Miranda Priestley. Yes, basically you, it is. You took the words out of my mouth. Instead of the pursed lips, it's the or nothing mm-hmm. at all. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, what are some staple dishes that you always have at your Thanksgiving? Uh, okay, mac and cheese. 100 percent 
always. Mac and cheese, always. <laughs> if mac and cheese isn't at Thanksgiving, I don't want to be there. Like <laughs> mac and cheese all day. Um, greens for me um, are always on the table with our family yes, since we're Southern. They love greens. Um, love collard greens. Uh, dressing, which is technically stuffing that's not in the bird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But the way my mom's side does it is they kind of press it into the pan so you can slice it. Ah, so it's like oh, okay. it's different, but it's it's so flavorful and it, it's even more buttery because it like sops up all the flavorings because Ooh. you're pressing it down. And then you get crispy edges, too. Ooh, we oh, yeah. We love a crispy yeah. edge. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, so same with my family. <laughs> we love the crispy edges. <laughs> and banana pudding. That's like, those Ooh. things are the always at the table. I don't even make a turkey. If they let me choose, I'm never making a turkey. But <laughs> when, <laughs> was... uh, you know, so like turkey's not one, but banana pudding, always. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, because I know that you don't like turkey. And I was wondering, is there a reason? Were you traumatized <laughs> by turkey at a young age? Or <laughs> what happened? So, funny story. This isn't why I don't like it, but I was chased by a turkey. And oh, I had to jump in a tree. Oh, my God. Um, so that it wouldn't get me. And it was on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, and, like, the whole thing was like very traumatic. And I was like... I don't really do animals in general because oh. I can't talk to them, right? So, like, I talk to an animal and he gives me kind eyes but bites me anyway. I don't like that mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this turkey, I was, like, minding my business and I hear the little gobble in the background. Next thing you know, he was running at me full force and was not stopping. Oh, and I had to jump into God. a tree. Um, to be fair, it was Thanksgiving, so was, I can understand I like, the defensiveness. He's probably stressed yeah. out. He was probably he knew what was happening. Like I get it, but I wasn't the one that was gonna get yeah. him. Okay, that little turkey uh, was like, "Not today, Satan." <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, like I think what it is is turkey itself is not very flavorful. Like you have to do things to it to make it flavorful, mm-hmm. unlike some other meats, and so. I'm like, it's huge bird. People never eat all of it. Even a good turkey, people never eat all of it. So then you have to figure out things to do. And you don't really like turkey in the first place. You're like eating turkey for a couple of days. <laughs> right. You're like, all right now. <laughs> like, I'm over this. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what it is. There's just other options, in my opinion, that you can have. Are you, um, do you, do you still make the turkey for the other family members? They, they're the ones that want it, not you really. <laughs> Yeah, like this year I thought we were going to, it's just me and my parents for uh, Thanksgiving this year. So I thought we were going to do just a turkey breast or and call it a day. My mom buys a whole turkey. Uh-oh. So we have a whole turkey. <laughs> oh, no. And um, I usually make it, I just spatchcock the bird, which is butterfly it out and roast it. Mm-hmm. So it get, it's really juicy. It's really tender. Um, and I try to put as much flavor into it as possible. So it tastes really good. I'm just, it's just not my thing. Not one of it your It just go-tos. doesn't quite hit the spot. Yeah, like I would rather have Popeyes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, <Ooh. laughs> you show up to Popeyes at Thanksgiving and I'm good. I'm like, great. Thank you. Like we somebody good else. good to go. <laughs> See, Stoney is the one who does most of the cooking. Like I'm good at breakfast, cool. but Stoney gets in the kitchen way more than I do. And since it's nice. just the two of us. We had that mm-hmm. exact same conversation. We're like, we don't need to make a whole ass bird, do we? Because I don't, yeah. I don't want to yeah. touch it. So <laughs> <laughs> no, and I've never actually like cooked like a giant turkey like that before. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not like a fan of like like I love cooking, but I'm just not a mm-hmm. fan of like holding like a bunch of meat in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know like anytime I have like ground beef or something I'm like this is so gross like I don't know it's just weird <laughs> yeah yeah no I feel you and it's just you two like like I do like I one exception I love turkey wings so mm. I do love turkey wings Ooh. and I wanted turkey wings for Thanksgiving actually and I was outvoted obviously uh, we got no. a whole turkey but um I think if you're a small group like doing turkey wings or just like some turkey thighs if you like dark meat is much better than cooking the whole bird mm-hmm. you know and less touching required yeah <laughs> i think Always that's the part that gets me is like cleaning out i'd rather clean a fish i know how to do that 
but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like cleaning out a whole turkey just like freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always, it's very it's always poultry more than anything for me. I'm just like, I don't want to touch it. It's so gross raw. <laughs> yeah. I think chickens in general, like, cause I roast chicken a lot cause it's just an easy weekly dish. So I treat a turkey the same way, mm. but even then when I'm doing those, like I, I don't think I wash my hands more than when I'm messing with poultry, yeah. right? Because it's so oh, yeah. easy to contaminate mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So I, I would rather not touch it either if we're being honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do uh, like ham for Thanksgiving? I know some people do ham for Thanksgiving. Um, if it's a really big Thanksgiving, we do ham, but mostly Christmas is ham time. So like ham's in December, turkey's in November. That's mm-hmm. just like the pattern of the family. That's, yeah, yeah, that's my theory too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no goose or anything. Like that's weird. I don't, sorry, not weird. I don't I've know. Never... Yuck. Someone's yum, but like, I don't want a goose. <laughs> I've never like heard, like I've heard of people doing goose, but like that is something that has never like even occurred to us in our family either it's just like that's mm-hmm. weird growing up yeah. yeah growing up in alaska i had a lot of interesting things at the table but never goose i think we had duck mm-hmm. one year for uh, christmas or thanksgiving for or? uh thanksgiving so we're exactly okay. the same way if it's thanksgiving it's mostly turkey and a few sides but if we're all mm-hmm. getting together like we usually did at my um aunt's house back in anchorage there's ham, turkey, maybe yeah. salmon pie or something like that. And then there's duck. I was like, oh. Salmon pie? <laughs> yes, please. Please well, yeah, what's give a me salmon more details. Pie? Now, I don't know exactly all the ingredients, <laughs> but it's an uh, indigenous Alaska um, native dish that they make. Okay. So um, I've had variations of that. And people, similar to your family recipes that are passed down, they might put a little different spin on it. But it's just mm-hmm. served either in like lasagna dish or a little pie dish, and mm-hmm. it's delicious. Um, if Is you... it like a pot pie with salmon or no? So it's actually oh, just okay. like um, it's all kind of baked together. It doesn't have that pot pie texture. It's just all. It's mm-hmm. more like a casserole, I guess. Is what I'm trying okay. to say. Okay. But it's sort of like a crab dip, maybe. Not a dip. It's it's got Not more that. of like a kind of pickled taste. Okay. It's very um, oh. seafood. If you're not into seafood, you probably won't like it. It's a very strong, fishy flavor. Yeah. It reminds me of this dish. Um, I'm probably going to say it wrong because I don't, my Portuguese <laughs> is bad now, but it's like Escondidinha in Brazil. And it, it's like, it means little hidden. Um, um. And they do like cured, cured or smoked meats and like a little bit of sauce. And then they cover it with like, um, like a yucca kind of topping. So it's almost like a Brazilian shepherd's pie, but the inside that you described reminds me of that flavor if you get the seafood one. Mm-hmm. They that do this with good. Um, cod. I'm looking like, up, oh, okay. I'm like looking up a recipe here. So some do have a crust. Salmon pie. The pie Ooh. that I've had looked more like a casserole. Um, okay. Some of this looks like a little quiche. So yeah, variations. Nice. Cute. We love variations, girl. well speaking of seafood i know one of uh neek's thanksgiving choices is salmon right yes yes because turkey sucks so (laughs) (laughs) and i put on notice turkeys (laughs) right i grew up on an island too and always by the water and so i'm a big seafood person as like jamal's a seafood person and um, I always usually make myself just a small filet if I want some meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this year I had the opportunity to work with another brand and I created a dish with their products, this um, spicy maple salmon. So it's still mm. like holiday. It feels like fall and very warm, like it belongs at Thanksgiving. But yeah. if you're not a big meat eater and you like seafood, it's perfect for you. Definitely. That would be good for like the, the pescatarians that may be mm-hmm. listening. yes um well also too i know we asked you to kind of talk about a recipe that you were working on for thanksgiving i was wondering if you could maybe share this and we'll of course link you uh down below and several other places as well to this recipe if if it sounds (laughs) good to you um but what do you have for us for thanksgiving neat Yeah, so I brought to you guys today, and it's something that whether you're keto or not, you can enjoy. 
And it is my cinnamon bourbon cranberry sauce. Oh, and so whoa. it's a homemade cranberry <laughs> sauce. It's got a bunch of flavor. Kids can eat it. Like, you're not going to get drunk eating it. It's just the flavor <laughs> of the bourbon. Because um, the alcohol cooks out. So, you know, you're left with cranberry sauce. But, like, you know, people go to the store and they get the can of cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I hated cranberry sauce. I was like, this is terrible (laughs) and um i had homemade cranberry sauce as an adult and i was like i didn't know it could be this way (laughs) i didn't know i could experience this and ever since i had it then that was back in like 2012 2011 i've been playing around with recipes and in 2018 i came up with this one and i was like this is it this is the one (laughs) and i posted it. it on my instagram story and like i got so many pictures that year of people who made it and um, I only had like 500 followers, but I kept getting random people being yeah. like, oh, somebody told me about this, you know, recipe. And so this year I decided to officially put it up. And, um, you know, the traditional recipe uses toasted sugar, but you can substitute the sugar out for like a low or no calorie sweet or no carb sweetener mm-hmm. and use it that way. And it works exactly the same, especially if you use something like um, monk fruit sweetener. Mm. Um or um alulose al alulose I can't pronounce it but <laughs> if you look it up <laughs> if you look it up that one behaves the most like sugar uh-huh. actually so it'll it'll taste very similar you won't get like an aftertaste like you will with some other ones very cool and and we will have the link to this recipe like I said so you can go over to check out her page. And we would love for it if you could like describe. She has a cookbook, like Jamal said, that you can purchase. Yeah, so, and a free one, and a free one if you oh, just sign up for one. the newsletter. Mm-hmm. There you go, Ooh, a newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, newsletter exclusive content and a free cookbook. Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll link to all the things because Nick Thank is you. one of our um, pod pod girlfriends. Yes. yes. Like I'm so let me just say I'm so happy to be here because <laughs> I actually listened to Thanks for Coming before we started podcasting. So I was a fan of the show before we even started our podcast and then connected with you guys on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we got closer. And so that's been awesome. But like I'm actually a fan of you guys and obviously if people are listening who are already subscribed to the show and listen to the show, you already know how great they are. But if you're listening just because of me, because I promoted it to my audience, like you guys are going to stay around. They are amazing. And I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you. That's uh, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's always so strange. Cause I actually um, did another guest spot on the show. Beard Al. It's, um, where they talk where they drink beer and they talk about Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> and that just came out last Friday so if you haven't listened to it check me check check me out on there um but uh but yeah no um Lauren was great she was like um you know I think I actually listened to your podcast there was like this one time where I missed an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and I was on a road trip or something and I listened to your podcast and I was like it's just so weird when like stuff like that happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but we did I mean I did and then I got Tiffany listening who's the other half of Black Girls Do Stuff too, and like we yeah. love the show like so much and when I listen like I used to be in a position where I could live tweet my listens a lot more but like I would be cackling, like every time I listen to you guys, I am like cackling, laughing so hard at the show. Like you guys are so good, like so good. Oh good. We get real silly. We do. <laughs> and sometimes we're like, oh, that episode was shit, and then we get all this like yeah. Twitter love. We're like, oh, you thought that was funny? Great. That happens a lot. Where I'm like, that, that episode was so boring, and then. I'll even like listen to it back or something. I'm like, that was actually pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're, we're good at making it entertaining. (laughs) I think you guys are. And yeah, we're our own worst critics. Like you listen to things and then you're like, I hate it. And then other people are like, I loved it. And you're like, I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, of course, I feel like, you know, we like to talk about trade on this podcast, and Uh-oh. I know Monique likes that segment. So I was just wondering I love that segment. if you can. Well, you know, there's only one trade for for Neek, so I was wondering if you sure. had any Chris Evans updates. Are you guys getting married yet? <laughs> um, what's the deal? What's going on? And, and can I be the flower girl? 
<laughs> you guys don't even know when I go on other shows now, that is like all they talk about. I'm like, this man somehow or some way is going to hear about this and be like, I hope I never meet that crazy girl. <laughs> that oh, please. Uh, He's going to end up on Lizzie Angel um, doing a cooking spot. That is all I really want for real. I want him to be on my cooking show. I mean, that's not all I want, but uh, you know. Get <laughs> I it. Settle for that. Um, no updates. Um, you know, I actually, what's funny is that part of the Chris Evans thing is just part of my online persona. How much I'm like, oh, Chris Evans, Chris Evans. In my regular life, I don't actually know very much about him. If you listen to our Avengers episode, I actually thought he was from like Iowa or something. And then <laughs> Tiffany was like, he's from Massachusetts, from Boston. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, cool. Damn. That's awesome. But I, don't, I try not to learn too much about celebrities because they disappoint you. So yes. I just try to enjoy the art and consume that content and then like yes. not find out anything else. That's right. So it's not ruined, you know? Yeah, I just watched not another teen movie in your honor yesterday because I knew. <laughs> I, I, love, like, we gotta I actually love that movie. <laughs> like, you want part of the I banana do. split? Uh, um, yeah, I, I take the whipped cream <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I leave the banana. <laughs> I would leave the yeah. banana. <laughs> Doesn't seem too cleanly, but <laughs> yeah. My favorite Chris Evans movie. This is kind of an underrated movie, but it's the movie Cellular. And it's like, yes, yes, it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. People forget that one. But that's so good when he's like on the phone call and he keeps losing service. And I'm like, I can't even go from my living room to my room without losing, <laughs> losing service. And he was like driving all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I think it was like early 2000s. So it was, I think he had like a flip phone or something. It was like, oh, no, it's a like razor. roaming. Right. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like, I can't believe you called my phone before nine. My free yeah. minutes don't start yet. Yeah. <laughs> Let me load up this uh, minutes on my phone. <laughs> like trying to text me, you have to go six, five, right. four, four, four. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. <laughs> I remember that. Like, I remember when like swipe first came out like the where you could just press things and it would like not swipe what was it like predictive text yeah, yeah. Mm. oh yeah so you didn't have to press each number like four or five times mm-hmm. <laughs> like that made a difference i was like yeah i was like gosh look at technology i'm really living in a new world like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those were the days did you ever have a nokia one of the bricks with like I you could did. play snake on it mine was red i, I got sure it did. because i was a cheerleader and uh, needed a phone to be able to call to get my ride home. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a Nokia phone. That was, oh, to be a kid again. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Do you think there are any Thanksgiving movies? You know how they're like holiday movies? Are there any movies that you like to watch around Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. 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 Like Soul Food is a big one. Um, and we, we talked about that on, actually, Black Girls Just Do. Last year we did all food movies. And um, so that's a big one is soul food. And then um, I actually like to start watching Christmas movies on Thanksgiving. Like, okay, I like the holiday, but I'm like, let's jump into Jingle All the Way. Yes, I love everything, that <laughs> everything that's the on holiday. Hallmark and Lifetime. Like, please, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yes, I understand this man. His wife died, and he has a child, and this woman is all about <laughs> her work. And she doesn't need time for a relationship right now, but she's going to fall in love with him anyway. <laughs> like, I know the story. You guys keep making it. I'm still going to watch. Still going to watch. <laughs> I'm the same way. Easy to please yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big... Well, I mean, I'm not... I'm Jewish, but... So, you know, I'm not like... I don't have, like, those years of growing up watching the Christmas movies, mm-hmm. but I have to say the one that I do enjoy is with Queen Latifah. Isn't it, It's called The Holiday, right? Oh, yes. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. That is a good one. I forgot about that one. Oh, I'm gonna you have watch to watch that. that. Yeah, I have to watch it again. I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah, put it on That's your list. That's a good one. I know. That's I one do. that I really I enjoy. So, so. <laughs> oh, go for it, <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> no one talk for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I was just gonna ask. Do you guys have movies that you like too? Like for for the Thanksgiving. I mean, for me, like, I feel like we watched, like, a lot of, like, Christmas movies as well, because it's kind of like Thanksgiving 
for my family, especially like growing up when I was younger, it was kind of like everyone got together and kind of we would always like draw names for like presents. Oh, us too. Yeah. So yeah, so we'd kind of like watch the Christmas movies and kind of like it's kind of like the kickoff to like the Christmas season, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you put up your tree in Thanksgiving night too? Yeah. So like my mom would usually do like the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that was usually it was like the day after like we're putting up like all the decorations so yeah (laughs) everything switches i didn't have any like um thanksgiving movies my mom and dad they put on a lot of music there's always music playing throughout the house where you you could hear it in every room because my dad had those old chunky um speakers (laughs) that were just amazing in the 80s (laughs) and 90s um but movies, I would watch all the claymation kind of car- um, Christmas mm. movies. Mm-hmm. Jingle mm-hmm. All the Way for sure. That was yes. a staple in the house. Uh, the Family Stone. That was a good one. Um, this Christmas, just for some oh, yes, hilarious good. black family vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was such a good one. <laughs> Best Man Holiday also. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love those movies. But... um. This year we were a little bored. There's nothing else going on. So we threw up our Christmas tree. But most of the time, it's the day after. It's like you flip a switch. There's Christmas music. Day after Thanksgiving, the tree (laughs) is up. The stockings are up. (laughs) Totally. What kind of music were you listening to, typically? Lots of oldies. Um, I was a big jazz, jazz kid once I learned how to play instruments. So lots of holiday jazz in particular. Dave Cause and Friends, Smooth Jazz Christmas. Um, Wynton Marcellus, Louis Armstrong, of course. And my mom would get a wild hair sometimes and she'd throw on like some (laughs) 80s rock. (laughs) There you go. So my dad was not around. (laughs) Like Duran Duran or um, things like that. Oh my gosh. Old Janet. We love Janet Jackson. The OJs. Things like that. Mm -hmm. So I love Wham. Ah, Yes. (laughs) I yes. love Wham Christmas. Like that is like yes. my favorite thing to listen to at Christmas time is all the the, <laughs> the Wham Christmas album. It's like my favorite. Yeah. Like I know people are like when you hear there's like a meme like which one is Christmas? Is it this Christmas or is it Silent Night by the Temptations? And I'm like, Mm-mm, Mm-mm. it's Wham last Wham. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I guess for me, I would say. I don't really have a lot of Thanksgiving movies, but the only ones that I kind of really associate are like the Harry Potter movies oh. for some okay. reason. Cause I think those are sort of, well, some of them could be sort of like Thanksgiving type um, movies. They have like the big feast, the great hall where they all eat. And then there's always kind of like the um, holiday scenes that kind of bring in Thanksgiving and Christmas vibes. Yeah. In those movies. And, I may watch a couple of those for Thanksgiving on the DVDs that I already own that don't support (laughs) JK Rowling anymore. Um, So we, we love um, this. uh, I don't even know who wrote these stories, but we just really love this movie series, (laughs) Harry Potter now. Yeah. Well, luckily I've only seen those movies. I watched them um, a couple years ago for the first time. I watched them all in order and because i didn't read the books i wasn't exposed to them Mm -hmm. um but i i enjoyed the movies for what they were but i could definitely see how if you got into it when you were younger how one it would be associated with like holiday like you said how people would love them but i did realize that i was like for sure how slytherin like for sure yes (laughs) jamal too i've got my I've got my pre-purchased, pre-pre-tea um, and drama purchased hoodie over here, Slytherin House. <laughs> yes, I, I think I was lab- I was in, you know, how they have the Pottermore website. I think mm-hmm. I was put into Gryffindor, but I feel okay. like I have a little bit of like Hufflepuff in me. So <laughs> <laughs> those uh, those movies are also really easy to marathon. So they'll just mm-hmm. let them all play in order for days. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Twilight. It, they used to be really <laughs> fun because well, it used to be really fun because like um every two years JK Rowling would tell us which character was gay. So like <laughs> there would be like a new gay character every two years or something like that. But then she went like full transphobe, so I don't think we're getting a gay character this year. 
<laughs> no, yeah. probably not. And also, um, Hermione was supposed to be black, apparently. So yeah. we missed that train. You know, yeah. retroactively, you could say everybody was supposed to be anything, right? Hey, <laughs> that's you, right. <laughs> you all know Luna Lovegood was bisexual, and you can't even <laughs> deny it. <laughs> So those were the good old days back back when we could enjoy Harry Potter more. I know. But speaking of like movies and things for the holidays, obviously that looks different this year. So are any of you doing anything different for the holiday season since we should all be trying our best to quarantine? Yeah, I know for me, like I mentioned earlier, me and my parents, it's just us. We live together right now. And so... It'll just be us in the house celebrating Thanksgiving. Um, usually, of course, we have like 20 plus people. So mm-hmm. we make a lot of every dish. But the compromise with my mom was I can make a little bit of a lot of dishes. So we can still have <laughs> variety. But I have to make small portions, which is going to be a challenge. But <laughs> at least I get the the Thanksgiving feeling because yeah. I'll still have like that, that smorgasbord of dishes. Mm-hmm. Just in, not as much. I like that little appetizer style Mm-hmm. Tapas. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> then you get the best of all the worlds. You know, you exactly. can have everything that you want to have at your Thanksgiving. I mean, it's true because if you're not getting a little bit of greens with your macaroni and cheese, like, what are you even doing? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I need to have that experience. <laughs> Hello. We'll be doing the same yes. thing. We'll be keeping to ourselves here in Indy um, in our little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Hope everybody does. <laughs> I was kind of telling Jamal though, like it does kind of suck not being able to like go do like your traditional Thanksgiving, but I mean, on the like bright side of things, like I kind of like that it's like something different. Like it's kind of like a year that we can do something totally different than what we've done mm-hmm. before. So to me, it's like I don't know. I guess I'm trying to look at it more of the bright side of like COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's like such a good way to look at it because you can do. I I tried to make it a Thai Thanksgiving this year, mm. and they were not having it. They were like, "No, <laughs> wow. nope, <laughs> not having it." But you know, if Hard you no. are by yourself or with someone more adventurous, you could do something like that. You know, just have your own thing this year. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna make a few of our favorites. Some mostly good, some bad, but. I <laughs> I will be picking up a sushi roll that day from somewhere because it just sounds good. <laughs> you yeah. should. And you and, should. <laughs> and there will be potato salad. Not this year. I'm going to forgo no? the potato salad this year. Whoa. I know, I know that's salad? pretty big for you guys. <laughs> I, I love potato salad, but this year I just decided I don't really need it. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> you see me thinking, thinking about it. I know. Well, so Jamal's like, I want to be like healthy on Thanksgiving, and then me over here, I'm like, no, bitch. We're having like all the sides, <laughs> like everything. <laughs> that's how the sushi came into play. For nothing. Listen, that's what it is. Stoney's like, I want my pie, and I was like, I don't want pie. I'll get sushi. And then I'm like, I want like, uh, like chips and like all kinds of shit that. <laughs> It's like, no. Well, <laughs> let me just say, potato salad, subbing the potatoes for roasted radishes, Ooh. you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference, and it's lower carb, because you keep all the other ingredients, because it's all keto. Oh. So, oh. Uh, and once that. it's roasted and it's cooked, it tastes like potatoes. So, you know, have your potato salad, boo. Ooh. There you go. See, see lizzieangel.com here to save the day there you go head over get her cookbook i'm telling you guys because i love potato salad too that was the hardest thing when i was eating low carb i was like i want potato salad well most of you listeners know like stoney and i we try to be realistic in the way we are we eat like we've been low carb for like eight or nine years now i'm starting to lose track but if we want something on the dark side we have it but mm-hmm. I've been having a little more cheap moments during quarantine than I want. So I've been in this fight with myself. Like, <laughs> do you really want potato salad, bitch? Or are you just being greedy still? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, also, too, like we're in quarantine. So, like, I feel like that we have different ways of, like, rewarding ourselves. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can see that. Like you being like, you know, potato salad is like a reward or like something Ooh. to, like, cheer you up or whatever because that's kind of how i, I see it too because i'm like i've been trying to be really good the past couple of weeks and like 
for the most part, I've been pretty good in quarantine other than a couple like weeks where I like just fell off. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I want this to be like very exciting and like have foods that like I've not been able to have for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm. Totally. I am going pretty basic. Like my my staple Thanksgiving dish is um the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Mm-hmm. That is a must. So I, you know, am just flying solo this Thanksgiving because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I bought like um, you know, like the lunch meat that's like the turkey, but it's like the thicker cut one. Yeah. Ooh, we love so, thick cuts. Because like I, I was looking for like smaller portions of turkey and I couldn't find them and I'm like I, I do not need a ten pound turkey for one person, girl. <laughs> like I know I'm a hefty woman, but like I cannot, <laughs> I cannot eat a ten pound turkey. So, uh, that was my compromise. And then uh, so I got my my sweet potatoes. We'll put the marshmallows on there. Uh, have green beans for vegetables, Ooh. and I bought a whole ass pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> See, you and Stony are team pie. I'm not a big sweets person, but you know, pumpkin pie or pecan pie, I can throw down on when I want to. I am Damn. A sweets. Like if they let me, <laughs> that would be Thanksgiving. <laughs> like welcome to Willy Wonka <laughs> Thanksgiving spread. I would only have dessert. <laughs> like people would be like, "Wait, where's the food? This is food. What are you?" Doing? Yeah, this is. <laughs> I love sweets. But try I the gray happy. stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good. So, are you guys pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? I'd re- I like both, but I typically do pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, I'm sweet potato. My family is sweet potato too. I'm a sweet potato girl. <laughs> yes, get Patty's pie, girl. <laughs> 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 oh my god this but. would be the perfect time to talk about the one time that we were on vacation and jamal ate so many sweet potatoes he turned orange <laughs> yo is that real Wait, really <laughs> yeah so that's a real thing we are actually visiting the west coast um we are in la first and then we flew to seattle to see seth and i ate so many sweet potato fries <laughs> when we got on the plane like to leave i swore i was like i had some rare disease like the palms of my hands were bright ass orange i was on the plane like this i was like hiding my hands (laughs) (laughs) jamal was turning into the pumpkin king it was weird because you know how like when you're on the plane like sometimes your like hands will swell and stuff so it was like his hands were swollen and then they're orange so it was just like (laughs) what is going on (laughs) <laughs> I was about to turn into a sweet potato is what was going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, Jamal, you're turning orange. I know. <laughs> I did a Google and it's it's real. I was like, oh my gosh, am I allergic? How am I going to do this? Like how many sweet potatoes well, do you eat? The thing is, <laughs> we were on vacation for like a week and a half, Yeah. I think. And so like for the most, like we ate out at least once a day. And, like, mm-hmm. every restaurant we went to, most of them had, like, sweet potato fries. So, it was, like, a good okay, I'm going to get a side of sweet potato fries. So, yeah. like, every okay. day he was eating at least a serving of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have to remember that. Like, I mean, I want a tan. Don't get me wrong. but <laughs> So, maybe don't eat the whole pie on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. I just need, like, a half a pie and see if I get that beach glow that I missed in 2020. Oh, mercy. So. <laughs> I was in the bathroom washing my hands, like, it's getting worse. Oh, I no. probably would have lost it. I mean, I'm already like, what is this bump on me? Like, did I have this mole yesterday? So yes. If my hands turned orange, I would have been like, uh-uh, no, somebody please. Wow. Please. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Beyonce couldn't even That's keep so me crazy. calm. I just had to put my hands down and pray. Yes, girl. Oh, man. Well, I think for for my Thanksgiving, I might have a friend over to just have wine not the full ass meal um but we're gonna be doing that outside in because there's like a little backyard area in my apartment complex and there's like a picnic table we like that so we will be either at the picnic table or outside socially distancing and probably wearing uh masks when we're not drinking anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that might happen but if nothing happens, I'm still cool with that too because I'd rather not risk getting sick. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a smart thing to do, honestly. Here in the DC area, the cases are climbing again. It's getting pretty bad. 
And so, but you know, I still see flyers for parties at the club and going to hookah. And I'm like, of all the things you can do, hookah, like a disease that affects your lungs and you're going to hookah. Yeah, for real. All right. Okay. Um, So yeah, I think that people who are taking the time to really like make the sacrifice of seeing people during the holiday, it's hard, but you know, you got to do it just to make sure we can have a better holiday season next year, right? Yeah, totally. Do you have any, um, to shift the conversation, do you have any thoughts about um, staying safe at Thanksgiving and large family gatherings? <laughs> um, so don't do it would be my first piece of advice. <laughs> um, don't, don't have a large family gathering. Um, but when you are serving, I think this year would be the best year for more plated um, dinners. And having one person serve rather than having everyone go up and touch the serveware Ooh. or like not buffet style, you know, Good but point. having someone to serve. Um, and if it's small and you can afford it, get it catered. I mean, it's it's close now, but a lot of chefs are still looking for work and mm-hmm. um, they have to go through the right precautions, not only food safety, but COVID safety as well. So they would be the person to serve you and you can relax, kick back and not worry about cross contamination or anything like that. I think those are like the biggest, the biggest ones and have Thanksgiving with the, with your quarantine and not like (laughs) just a bunch of people, you know? So that's right. I think that's a good idea on the catering thing too, just to like support like, you know, local chefs or restaurants Mm -hmm. or whatever, because obviously this is very hard on them right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually cheaper than making the meal too, or just, just a little bit more because you, people buy, have to usually buy so much because most people, if you're not a food blogger or have a huge family, you don't buy this much food all year round. So you have to go and get every ingredient for every dish. And when you think about it, you split that cost per person, right? You're spending a lot less and it's more relaxing. You could drink more and have a better time. Which is always good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cause you know you got it. Sometimes you just got to drink a little bit extra around the holiday times. There's, mm-hmm. you know, those those few relatives that don't like to wear masks and <laughs> talk about making America great again. And you're just like, I need. A, I'm gonna get a drink Ooh. here. Yes. I drink wine through the cook. Well, actually, I drink cocktails through the cook, and then I drink wine at dinner, and then with dessert I have eggnog because it's officially eggnog season. Like after Thanksgiving dinner, like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. On, like, you know. But all day, like by the end of Thanksgiving, I'm done. Like everyone knows, just don't talk to me. I've been cooking oh, all yeah. day. Like I'm drunk. I, <laughs> I saw that Instagram story. Did you end up breaking into the eggnog early? I did. Ah. I did. I went and I tasted it. It was so good. <laughs> like, I couldn't wait that extra week. I couldn't do it. I was just, it was staring me in the face. It had me sitting there like marinating all nicely. And I was like, mm. oh, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I love eggnog so oh. much. Is eggnog so? I'm not like I said. I'm Jewish. Eggnog freaks me out because I feel like whenever you see it, like in the um container, like there's always that like raw egg layer at the bottom of the bottle. I'm like, but but you're still drinking raw egg. It freaks me out. Well, they're pasteurized. So the thing about eggs in the United States are they're pasteurized. So that's why you have to keep them in the fridge here, unless you get them from like a farm. And unless the egg is coming into contact with the shell, you don't have to worry about salmonella, salmonella poisoning. That's okay. You know, so just shake it up. You won't even taste the egg. It's bomb. Or get um, like the non-dairy vegan eggnog. It tastes very similar. And they, it's it's vegan, so you don't have to worry about egg. Oh, there you go. So what you're telling me is, if I drink enough, I can be strong like Gaston. <laughs> Possibly, or you'll throw up because you drink so much eggnog, and that is that is the one bad side effect of eggnog is like you get drunk really quick for some reason, yeah. and people tend to overdo it, and then they're like passed out or sick. And <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah jamal's pretty known for passing out anywhere on any surface in any position usually with the cup in uh, hand it's true it's true i love that <laughs> only we i have some pretty incriminating photos yeah we might need to um unearth one for the instagram but only yeah. i could fall asleep in a recliner with a cup perfectly balanced on my knee <laughs> like, it's true. The liquor's not it's going true. anywhere. <laughs> He's like, be wasted, but don't waste the liquor. Okay. <laughs> like, yes. <that's> so funny. 
I always see you making like really good like cocktails. You're really like good about you know like balancing flavors and stuff like that. Do you, you have any like sort of like flavors or anything easy that someone could make a like fall or more Thanksgiving type cocktail? Oh yeah, so I have two. I'll give you guys a sneak peek because one is gonna go on. Ew. Two, both of them are going in my stories um, as recipes for people. So one is what I'm drinking right now. Um, that I'm actually feeling very much so right now. Ooh. And so it is um, gin. I like to use Bombay Sapphire gin, uh, gin. but it's oh, yeah. uh, one part gin, um, a half part of orange or blood orange bitters. Ooh. And then you top it off with um, pink cranberry passion fruit juice. And if you want oh. like a little sparkle, you can do seltzer water, ginger ale, champagne, anything like that, and serve it over ice. Really good. And then good. another one is a fall sangria or winter sangria. And it's really dark red wine, black plums, blackberries, pomegranate juice, cherry juice, and a little cognac. <gasps> and then Ooh. you just kind of let it sit. You can throw some orange slices in there Ooh. if you want to blood orange slices. Let it sit and then serve it if you can the next day. It tastes good right away, but the next day it's better. And those are your two go-tos. Now, Jen... Dang, my mouth is watering. I know. <laughs> They both sound good. Jen kicks my ass, so I'm gonna really? I'm gonna go towards the winter sangria. That sounds tasty. <laughs> yeah, both sound good, but I Thank that winter you. sangria just really sounds so good. It's it's so bomb, and like if you really want to make it fancy, use um, you can use Canadian, so you can use Crown Royal vanilla, and oh, yeah. it like the vanilla flavor makes it taste way more wintry. Okay, uh, mm. it does, it's mm-hmm. not sweet. But it just gives it that like back note of vanilla. It's so good. Mm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe put a few floating cranberries and maybe mm-hmm. like a, a cinnamon stick in there. You could and just make it like festive, and make it all yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to go shopping. <laughs> I know. Let me get a list. I know. I have six bottles of wine being delivered to my house on Tuesday because this is the first time since I was probably before my brother was born. That it'll just be me and my parents for Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, uh, um, I need yeah. some wine. <laughs> I know, that's right. We're the spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone gets their own bottle. <laughs> I know, it's for everyone. Everyone has wine. We'll all be enjoying it together. My mom will be making her facial expressions. It'll be awesome. It's going to be great. <laughs> mom will be making those facial expressions and snatching your chips. Basically, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Will there be any popcorn left like by Thanksgiving time? Because your mom was not messing around. Let me tell you, the popcorn is hidden right now. Oh no, she had so I gave her her own bag. I was like, Here you go. Here's your own bag, and she's like, Okay, so how many bags are left? I said, You have one bag left. <laughs> But that popcorn is so bomb. Like, if you had it's vegan too, and like, so if you don't eat dairy, it's perfect. It's so good. That popcorn is bomb. <laughs> you have to do the same thing with Stony though. Stony will go to town on all the popcorn. I'm a popcorn he sure monster. Will. He sure. Oh, will. me too. We all like the girls in my family. We all love popcorn. So like, if you have it around, you just have to make so much of it. We have a movie theater popcorn machine in the basement. Ooh. Oh my to gosh. Pop lots of popcorn <laughs> because if we have movie night and you make like a bag of popcorn, everybody's like. What is this? <laughs> what no, this we for? got a machine for this. Exactly. <laughs> well, pour, not pour even that we, we're in. snobs for it, but it's because it's not enough. It's just like one little bag. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, very cool. Where can we find you on the internet, Neek? <laughs> yeah, so you can find me personally, Lizzie Angel, on all social platforms, and that's L-I-Z-E-E-A-N-G-E-L, and then my website is LizzieAngel.com, and then if you want to listen to the podcast, we're Black Girls Do Stuff too, and uh, we're most active on Twitter, where we're BLK Girls Do Stuff. Yes, great show. Everybody should tune in. If you're watching Lovecraft Country, I love their uh, most recent episode on that coverage because I was just getting all of my life and tea with your reactions. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We love that show. It was so good. Yes. Very cool. All right. Well, I uh, I don't know what we're doing on the podcast next week, but <laughs> but we usually pull together a pretty good show, like you can tell. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned to socials. We'll usually announce it there first. And uh, until then, 
Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. We had too much fun with Neek on this episode of Thanks for Coming Podcast. Thank you, sis, for stopping by. We appreciate you. As you know, listeners, Seth has his own solo podcast called Treble Treble Pod. Um, The latest episode featured our logo artist, the Will Jameson. Please give it a spin. Do yourself a favor. You will not be disappointed. Seth puts a lot of hard work into our show, so it's no different over there at Treble Treble. That's Treble Treble Podcast. Here's a promo. Hello. You're listening to Trouble Trouble, a music podcast, and I'm your host, Seth. Throughout our bi-weekly adventure through music, we will discuss one album at a time. An album is an adventure through an artist's mind. Music is like a language. What message are these artists trying to get across? We will examine the stories behind the albums, themes, and my favorite lyrics through a queer lens. Make no mistake, this podcast is for everyone. Come as you are. I hope you'll join me and maybe a guest or two along the way as we build our connection to music. Make sure to subscribe to Treble Treble Podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed your adventure. Rock on, young savior, and don't give up your hopes.